Say his name. Say his name. Local activists are waking up hoarse as their chants for racial justice echo through the streets of downtown Beloit. While cities across the country are being torn apart from within, Beloit's Sunday afternoon protests left storefronts unharmed and citizens empowered. Racism is systemic. It's built way down in, in our amendments, in our constitution, and where it's in our laws. We have to allow ourselves to realize that it's an enemy out there that we can't see. No matter if you're black, you're white, you're purple, you're green, you're Asian, you're Mexican, it doesn't matter. It'll always increase and allow us to be divided and separated so we can't work together, so we can't live in peace. Reverend Michael Bell helped organize the demonstration, which ended outside of the Beloit Police Department with a show of solidarity from Police Chief David Zabolski, who joined the protesters in raising one hand and taking a knee to physically come down to their level and symbolize unity with their message. I didn't want to insert myself as an officer unless, you know, the group wanted me to be there. So I was trying to show a little deference for you and your opportunity and your uh, the feelings that the community has in terms of what happened to George Floyd and how wrong and how abhorrent that conduct was. And what those officers did was wrong. It was criminal. It was not a proper police procedure whatsoever. And we do not condone that in any fashion. When I say black lives, you say matter. Black lives matter. Young activists like Yusuf Adama are demanding change in the systems which allowed Minneapolis police officers to kill 46-year-old George Floyd, an unarmed African-American father of two who sparked nationwide outrage. The police that watch over us and our governing bodies should be part of our communities. They should be a part of the foundation of your entire neighborhood, of your establishments, of your communities. Because right now, the people that govern us have to make a really strong decision whether they're a part of our communities or whether they're trying to control our communities. If those people can't say that they're with us, then it's an incredibly sad thing to say that they are inherently against us. The protesters didn't receive all the change and answers they wanted. One march through downtown Beloit won't fix systemic racism, but it represented the first steps in a long healing process for a community tired of mourning. From the Big Radio Newsroom, I'm Lauren Cox. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. The lives of fallen police officers are not forgotten in Rock County. Local police departments united as brothers and sisters in arms last night at Lower Courthouse Park in Janesville for a law enforcement memorial ceremony to honor officers who have lost their lives. We send them out to protect our communities during some of the most dangerous hours alone all night long. And we send them to the most difficult matters that our communities have to offer. Yet everybody looks to that officer to take immediate, decisive action.
Janesville Police Chief Dave Moore shared the weight of the burden on officers risking their lives every day in the line of duty. For our families, the most important sound is that of Velcro. As the officer removes his or her protective vest, signaling that they are once again home safe. Some do not come home. The keynote speaker was Tim Perry, a counselor with Crossroads Counseling who helps first responders with some of their toughest battles. It's been my honor and privilege to assist and serve first responders in Rock County. Most have been reluctant to the point of resistance to seek help. However, with the support and encouragement and the forward thinking of Chief Moore and other department heads, officers have participated in psychotherapy that has been life-changing. The ceremony carried heavier hearts with two years of fallen officers honored after last year's event couldn't be held due to the pandemic. Almost twice as many police officers in the United States died in 2020 compared to 2019. From the Big Radio Newsroom, I'm Lauren Cox. And the home of the brave. This Mother's Day will be unlike any other for Gina Isunza. The Immigrant Outreach Program Director for the YWCA Rock County spent the last four months working to reunite a kidnapped two-year-old girl with her mother in Honduras. When we finally received, I received the phone call saying, Gina, we, we got the airplane ticket. She's ready to go next week. I'm just like, thank God. Like, thank God. Like, she needs her mother so, so much. So it was, it was a relief. My heart was happy. I was in tears. The girl was stolen by her father when she was just one month old. He trafficked her into the United States and eventually abandoned her with a babysitter in southern Wisconsin in January. Isunza and the YWCA worked with the Honduran consulate in Chicago to find her birth certificate, identify her mother, and sort through the legal process to bring them back together. When a child here is abandoned, you know, CPS, other agencies get involved. We knew that if we worked with those agencies, he was going to be placed in a foster care. And, and the process would be totally different because he had a mom that was looking for her. So we couldn't go into that road. The consulate found a safe place for the girl to stay. And the local nonprofit used its immigrant relief fund to pay for food, clothing, diapers, and medical care for the child. The Honduran government helped arrange a flight last week. And the girl is now back with her family in time for Mother's Day. I just had a, um, a call yesterday with, with her mom and, and the little girl. And, and all she knows how to say is my name. So, you know, I bet she was telling him a lot of things. But he was, Gina, 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 Gina. So we were like, okay, we'll take care. Let me know how she's doing. We, we definitely want to keep in touch. And, you know, see her, she's so happy. See her face looks different. Isunza said criminal charges are pending against the girl's father, who also faces potential deportation in immigration court. From the Big Radio Newsroom, I'm Lauren Cox.